Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to So I Got to Thinking, your weekly Sex in the City podcast where we take the timeless questions of Carrie Bradshaw and apply them to modern life and love. As ever, you're listening to the babies you didn't know you wanted, Juno Dawson and Dylan B. Jones. Hi, Dylan. Hi, Juno. You were nearly a wild animal and I was going to be Steve looking for sex, but then <laughs> I just thought I wanted to be the babies we didn't know we wanted. So there you go. I think we're the babies that our listeners didn't know they wanted. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, we are. We are your unwanted babies. Hi. Hi. I enjoyed watching this one. Um, I also enjoyed watching I Finally Relented and uh-huh. the other day when I was hungover, watched all of the traitors, having never seen it before. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you mainlined, what, both season one and season two? No, just two. I went straight in just on season, season two. two. Yeah. So were you, were you ready for the final by the time the final actually came around? Well, it somehow hadn't been, no, well, the final had already happened. That just, okay. that, like literally the day before, I think. Um, and somehow hadn't been spoiled for me. I do, because uh, I watched it, I, it got to that salt burn point where I was like, mm-hmm. I literally can't have a conversation with someone without them talking about <laughs> the traitors. And it was even like my mum who lives in France called me and she was like, you know that show The Traitors? And I was like, right, I've got to watch right. it. <laughs> I've got to watch it. I do get it. Like, I do understand. It's very well-made television, isn't it? It's just, it's like Rolls Royce of reality television, kind of. It is prestige reality television. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Um, Yeah, it's not, I mean, I also do watch Love Island, so I'm quite happy to roll in the mud with pigs as well. But there is, there is something quite classic and dignified about the traitors. Yeah, just the, and they've got, put a bit of money in it. They've got some like Mm -hmm. expensive songs on the soundtrack um great editing all all what all the spooky versions of well-known pop songs <laughs> yeah. like we are the cheeky girls we are the cheeky girls wasn't there like a spice girls ne- ne- needle drop as well at one point like a slow version of and i was like i'd love to know which because most of them like sound like the same band and i would like i was mm. like i'd love to know how much money that same band is getting from doing spooky ooky spooky Version. Yeah, they, they get a lot of them are used on trailers. I think for yeah. films, you, you get a lot of them on film trailers. It's very in now. Or like the other thing that's very in is um, the musical. If it's like a revamp or um, sequel, like a very mm. slow piano version of like the musical motif from the original. So like for Jurassic World, it was like. Do, 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 do. <laughs> 
and like at the end and then it was like Jurassic World was- chilling oh I've got goosebumps <laughs> um I was very lucky in that I got to see the grand final of the Traitors season two at Mighty Hoopla <laughs> in a bowling alley with, I would say, a good eight, nine hundred oh gay God. people. That um, sounds it like was, absolute chaos. <laughs> it was. I'm, I haven't really got my voice back, if I'm honest. The, scree- the screaming, the gasping, it was like, is this what? spa is like for straight people <laughs> i think i got the nearest the nearest to understanding the world cup that i've ever got kind of watching watching the traitors at mighty hoopla shout out to mighty hoopla i'm glad you got that feeling because we're not gonna be able to have it with eurovision this year i don't think are we why because uh, of certain choices they've made in the countries that they've included or ah yes not well this is i would i would say this is a developing situation. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's like... mm, let's see, let's see what happens. I, d- I don't know. I I do not work for Eurovision. I don't know what decisions they're going to make. Yeah, but I think there there is a weird there is a weird hypocrisy surrounding the disqualification of Russia versus the inclusion of Israel, mm. which is well, what's interesting actually is they kind of broke their own rule to disqualify Russia. They did, yeah. They've all they've always said that Eurovision is completely apolitical, and so actually, weird, weirdly, that the the they broke their rule by disqualifying Russia, but, not by including Israel. Strangely, yeah, which is interesting. But I think they kind of said that sort of safe in the knowledge that there would, that there would never be a war in in Europe, and uh, <laughs> now they're. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. A com- a com- a com- Although by the by the time you are listening to this episode, God knows what. Will yeah. There's a lot of pressure <laughs> on Eurovision right now. So let let's see what happens. Um. Yes. Um. Anyway, Dylan. Yes. This week we've been watching season six, episode I want to say fifteen. Yeah. Which is called Catch Thirty Eight. Do you have thirty eight tiny pots, each containing a synopsis? I've got a multi pack of um. What are those French little yogurts? From Archefray. I've got a multi-pack petit of filou. Petit Filou. Petit Filou. <laughs> it's all they no, advertise. Oh, I love a Petit Filou. It's one mouthful of yogurt <laughs> in each pot. One teaspoon of yogurt. Um, <laughs> very French. Um, so, yes. So, Carrie is continuing to date Petrovsky. Mm-hmm. Um, Who is not that loathsome this week. No, he's very nice this week. Very yeah, gentlemanly. I, I accept Petrovsky this week. Yeah. Things are moving very fast, though. <laughs> yes. Um, for Carrie and Petrovsky. Um, and they have some big conversations, uh, which we will get into. Um, mm-hmm. Samantha is continuing her breast cancer journey. Um, uh-huh. I guess we should put a trigger warning for breast cancer. Yeah. Um, if people don't fancy listening to stuff around that, but very interesting storyline continuing for Samantha this week um, in that line. And then Miranda is going on a honeymoon that she's sort of trying to pretend isn't a honeymoon with Steve to a cabin upstate, uh, which means that Brady has been left in the care of Charlotte, the co-parenting care of Charlotte Mm. and uh, Carrie. Yay. Um, not nothing particularly groundbreaking happens this week, but I did like you. I just sat down and watched the episode with some lunch and had a perfectly pleasant time. So, mm. so there we go. Um, so this one, I do think it deals with a really relevant and timeless feminist issue, yeah. which is around the 
the slightly outmoded concept of the biological clock. It's something that we've talked about many times on this podcast, which is that somehow, even though Carrie, I believe Carrie turned 35 in season four. We were saying, weren't we, that the timeline is a bit off. (laughs) I think I've worked it out. The issue is Brady. Brady ages slower than a normal human. So let's... Because actually, if three years have passed since season four, that would explain how Aiden has managed to have a small child in the time that Miranda has had a one-year-old. How old is he in and just like that when we... Is he 16? What, Brady? Yeah. I think he's meant to be 17, 17. Hmm. And he's two... Oh, I don't know. Although he's about to fuck <laughs> off to college, isn't he? Yeah, so he'll be 17 or 18, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, so he's... Anyway, um, somehow <laughs> Carrie is now 38 years old and has to decide, she has to confront the big question of bottom line time, does Carrie Bradshaw want a child? Mm. Um, which is something that affects everyone. Mm. It is a choice for adults to make regardless of their sexuality, gender, however... If you are planning to birth live young as a cisgender woman, you basically have somewhere in the region of 40 years to make the decision. Mm. Um, and that's really difficult. That's that's something that I don't think cis men or trans women really have to contend with. Yeah. Um, so the decision is there for all of us. I mean, I, we've talked about this before. Dylan, where, where, are, where are you thinking? Where are your thoughts on children at the moment? I think I remember last time, like years ago, I was like, yes, no, maybe, we'll see. <laughs> so I gave every conceivable answer. Um, mm-hmm. And it's still the same, really. I don't know. And I'm, I'm sticking with what I said. And it's telling that it hasn't changed, even in a few years. My, my male privilege is, is showing. Um, my mm-hmm. cis male privilege. Um that I I I don't know, and I don't I'm nowhere near needing to make my mind up yet. Um, yeah. I've still got a good two decades <laughs> before I need to. Um, so yeah, mm. I like that advances in medical science have meant that at least the window has expanded. I was going to say remember when, when we had yeah. Stella Creasy on. Obviously, Stella had children in her forties, um, and I think that's. Good, because I think previously in, you know, even going back as far as the sort of the 70s and 80s, you know, women kind of only really had a 35 year window kind of in which to think Mm. about having kids. Whereas now I think, um, don't get me wrong, I still think medical science fails women at every turn. Mm -hmm. And I do think medical science is one of the things that cis women and trans women really have in common. Mm. We're all being failed by doctors. They do not understand our bodies in the vast majority of cases. You're all um, an afterthought. Um, Oh, hundred percent. And not to, not, (laughs) not to make it about myself, but I've noticed that slightly um, with gay men as well. It can happen to gay men much less frequently. Yeah. Um, but I've well, I mean, some... I've said on this podcast before, my horrific experience at a sexual health clinic pre-transition was awful. Um, um, so it's kind of, yeah, it's it's really, really tricky. We need, we need more women doctors, mm. basically. But I do think now is a good time to be a woman thinking about having children 
and being able to have a career yeah. and being able to have it all. Yeah. But um, yeah, Carrie, like all the women in all the world, um, is having to kind of address it. She, the time has kind of run out for her to avoid the question. And I think that makes for an interesting episode because Carrie once if we remember way back in season one when she goes to Lainey's baby shower and she briefly thinks she might be pregnant with Big, um, that's the only other time really that Carrie has considered I was trying to... Motherhood. I was trying to think, yeah, during that very interesting, very good, I thought, well-written conversation between her and Charlotte in the playground. Um, mm-hmm. I was trying to think, is this the first time Carrie has discussed this? But you're right, there was that one other time. And what triggers it this time is the fact that Petrovsky not only says he doesn't want any more kids, but that it's not possible because he's had uh, a vasectomy. Um, mm-hmm. And then it's further, and then it's further raised when um, the opportunity, when it, when it arises that Carrie's going to be looking after Brady, that kind of, those two things really kind of bring it to the fore, don't they? Um, it is dangerous. I went out for dinner a couple of weekends ago with my personal trainer's little baby and <laughs> Drew is really cute. <laughs> and I was like, maybe I do want a baby. Look at me with a baby. But it was a little bit like, look at me with my new handbag. <laughs> right. And I'm not sure that's the best reason to have a baby. Which is how Carrie behaves with the baby in oh my God. <laughs> this episode. <laughs> yeah, can we just take a brief detour to say the mother who spotted Carrie did not think she was a mother. No. She was, she was judging like, her what the for fuck wearing you... heels. <laughs> yeah. She was like, what the fuck are you doing in a beret and heels trying to look after a child? <laughs> You're like, that is really dangerous. You're going to drop that baby down the stern stairs. <laughs> the second uh, rightly unimpressed black mother of Sex and the City. That was Miranda's, yeah, like, mm. Miranda's <laughs> yeah. uh, neighbour in season five. Although I like by day two, Carrie had realised, fuck this, I'm wearing Uggs. Yeah. <laughs> I think this may be the one and only time we see Carrie Bradshaw in a pair of Ugg boots. I liked, uh, loved that jacket she was wearing. The kind of... Uh, I oh, would... I hated it. The one with the weird <laughs> painting on the back. Yeah, see, I would I would wear that. <laughs> yes, actually, yes, yeah. you would. I see I see what's happened there. It reminded me slightly of Pete Burns' illegal gorilla jacket. Oh, from yes. Celebrity Big Brother. Yeah. <laughs> God, what a time. What a time to be alive that season of That's Big right. Brother was. <laughs> yeah, God. You're in- like me to be the cat. <laughs> You're insincere to the point of nausea. <laughs> yeah, I really loved it in the playground when, because Charlotte, of course, wants Carrie to have a baby. Um, and Charlotte and Carrie's saying, like, she's scared to bring it up with Petrovsky. And I really loved it when Charlotte's like, you can't be scared to have those talks. And Carrie just goes, why not? <laughs> like, why can't I be scared? Which is, I, I enjoyed. Um, who wrote this episode? It must have been a woman. It was Cindy Chupac. There we go. Who... I was going to say it's too too nuanced to be a Michael Patrick King one, I think. Yeah, totally. Um, and I thought, yeah, but but the conversation she has with Samantha when they go out for cocktails as well and the one with Charlotte in the park with the cookie so good she forgot to have children, which I thought was great. <laughs> yeah, that was um, good. That they both, it it's really feels like kind of like this kind of sort of like psychological volleyball with kind of these women kind of really sort of passing the problem backwards and forwards because I think what Cindy Tupac and what we're about to discover is there is just no right answer. Mm. You know, it just feels to me so unfair that this is a decision that does just have to fall to women. Mm. 
you know. Ultimately, and... like ultimately, yes, it always does. It's always put on women, I think, isn't it? Yeah. If if what you want to do is be pregnant with a child and then and you know carry a child, it's yeah yeah that's we're, a good, we're so yeah. sort of limited by our biology kind of in in those regards, and I think what it is is it's one of the very few sort of like female cul-de-sacs that are left, which is however far we've come in terms of women's liberation, in that of course women are allowed to vote, we're allowed to be world leaders, we are allowed to work, and we are allowed to have our own bank accounts and mortgages. What we haven't fully moved away from is biology. You know, and I think that's increasingly why a lot of kind of feminist conversations ultimately revolve around biology. You'll notice now more than ever, we're talking about the menopause and perimenopause, Mm. the fact that menopause and perimenopause have been all but ignored for centuries by the medical community, something that women have just had to suffer through, endometriosis, hysterectomies, you know. The, these are things which we're discussing more than ever. And, of course, the other massive conversation about biology, which is the inclusion of trans women in feminism as well. Mm. And so what's really interesting, it feels like having having murtered a really long way down the highway of feminist conversation, the last, the last bastion of feminist conversation, it feels like, is biology, you know, which is the limitations of the female body or rather the the boundaries perhaps of the female body which is interesting because i guess it is one of it's one of the for all of us isn't it it's one of the most Mm. fundamental things to our existence um obviously so that's like we're we're so evolved as a society you know we've got elon musk putting microchips in people's brains (laughs) but we are still mammals you know and that's something that that that's when when my friends have been pregnant it blurs my fucking mind, you know, these things that our bodies can do. You know, I was thinking the other day, um, my friend is pregnant right now, and and this notion that the baby isn't breathing. Like, it's kind of living in a sack of goo. Yeah. You know, kind of get it, getting oxygen exchange through its blood, kind of. That's mad. Mad. My friend Chrissy... Um got pregnant last year. She's now had a very healthy baby um, recently. But I remember I met up with her um, when she was pregnant and she was like, this is going to sound like so basic and so strict. Because I asked obviously like how she was feeling and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Because she's the first of my close friends to get pregnant. Um, And she was like, this is going to sound so basic and so like typical, but like, what the fuck? (laughs) And I was like... Right? <laughs> and she was like, what it's the so fuck? It's science fiction. Yeah, it's like fucking Alien. Yeah. It, except it's not a little creature popping out of John Hurt. It's like a little life growing inside you, like a little weird symbiote. Um, and then, the, yeah, the fact that its nostrils are sealed up. Oh, it's so, it's so weird. <laughs> what is it, like, Carrie? bizarre. Ca- Carrie at one point does say, that's so sci-fi. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> About having a baby. Um, and the question this week relates to it, doesn't it? Shooting, are we shooting our all over ourselves or something? Um, <laughs> yes. Why are we, are we shooting all... Yeah, why are we shooting all over ourselves? And it, it's a good point, and I really love and this one. This is an episode that has lingered with me, which was Samantha's conversation with Carrie about well, what else is there? Mm, yes, you know, 
And of course, this comes back around in Sex and the City 2 when a couple interrogates Carrie and Big on why they haven't got children. Yeah. And, you know, Carrie says, my life will be full of sex and travel and work and fun. And, you know, I've asked myself that about mine and Max's marriage, about the fact that we've decided not to have children. You know, well, what will we have? You know, and and I sometimes I do think... I'm sure this doesn't apply to any of our listeners who are all very smart women who are in charge of their destinies. But I think some people get married and then after the marriage is over and done with, they need a new project. Mm. Getting married and buying a house is such a project Mm. that sometimes I think couples go down the family route as the next project, as almost like an activity to bond to them. When you could just go to Mighty Hoopla instead. You could just go to my seat or, you know, fix up a camper van or something. And, you know, Max and I have got our little projects for this year. We, we're about to move house. We've got two holidays lined up. You know, our life is full of wonderful things. Mm. You know, after, after we had a night of cuddling little baby Drew... I said to Max, do you think, do you think we should have a little baby? And he sort of looked at me and was like, you're, you're not serious. I was like, no, I'm not serious. But you could see the, um, you could see the terror, like (laughs) just under the surface. (laughs) It's, it's, I think it's that he's been so clear and boundaried about the fact he has no interest in children. Yeah. That I think he would be quite hard done by if I was to say, psych, (laughs) Mm. I was tricking you. I do want babies. Mm. Um, but I also think as well, like, the, the, you know, the very conscious decision I made that actually I get a lot from having a dog. Yeah. You know, it feels like I love having something to care for. Mm. I love having that little responsibility. But a bit like Carrie, I think I might be missing the baby gene. Mm. Another great line that I loved in that conversation with Charlotte was when Charlotte said, why should you give up a baby for a man you hardly know and Carrie says why Mm. should I give up a man for a baby I hardly know I want well exactly so yeah and I think that's it I I I have seen obviously a couple of weeks ago we were talking about miscarriage I have seen the heartache you know and how much some of my friends have yearned for children yeah and I just don't yeah and that's, I guess, maybe that's the best way to know if you want children. I know what you mean, you though. Know? I know what you mean, though. I've had occasional twinges. Like, if I'll see a baby. Right. In, a, a baby in a certain setting. Most of the time, I'm just like, oh, it's a baby. <laughs> but, um, is it if the baby is dressed as a sailor or a bee? Those be. are the times when I want. Yeah, those are the times I want a baby. Or is like a Pokemon. If it's got, like, a hood on. If it's wearing, like, an outfit that's got a hood with, like, ears. Yeah. Then mm-hmm. sometimes, yeah. And if it's cute. Um, <laughs> so you yeah. never know you never know maybe and these these are twinges that I never had so before so maybe in another 10 years I will really want one so you know who knows <laughs> try a chihuahua first would be my advice <laughs> a fish mm. a goldfish <laughs> yeah a little fish I saw a really cute TikTok the other day of a man feeding a puffer fish so that was really oh, cute oh I think so, I've yeah. seen that as well Yeah, that was good. (laughs) That feels like a good place for us to take a little break. Because like Carrie, we're not going to answer this problem. You know, if if all the feminists in all the world haven't as yet addressed that question, we're not going to fix it on this podcast. Um, But do join us in a couple of minutes where we will talk about 
the the strange torment of romance and the sassy nun. <laughs> Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome back to your very own Catch 38. Um, right, having decided we're not going to fix society's biggest problem of why are women so under pressure to have children. <laughs> the, question of giving, me, the question of giving life. <laughs> the question of giving life and the limitations of female biology. Um, let's just skip past it. Let's do what everybody else does. It's too difficult to solve, so we're just going to shelve it for another time. Um Let's instead talk about um, Miranda and Steve's <laughs> honeymoon to the Airbnb from hell that doesn't have a television. <laughs> I laughed aloud when um, it cut from, it was a really sudden cut from like Carrie calling Miranda to just a real close up of Miranda in that fluffy hat in the woods. <laughs> like, I'm having an anxiety attack. <laughs> yeah. Oh, do you know, my heart goes out to Miranda because... As as previously discussed just one week ago, I am a little bit romance intolerant. Mm. And the notion of being trapped in the wilderness with only romance, it's quite chilling. I'm, I'm more just, I realised actually, because I was thinking about what we were going to talk about relating to this storyline. Mm-hmm. And I realised I'm just not a that kind of holiday person full stop. Like I need things to do. I'm not a middle of nowhere retreat person i get itchy feet after about like after one night to be honest i'd be like right let's go to where's the bar <laughs> you know um did we talk did we talk about mine and max's recent safari experience no but i saw it it looked amazing yeah so we strangely max and i just did a rural retreat for his birthday we went to the wonderful this is not paid for we paid for the holiday i promise this is not hashtag spawn we went to port Lim. Port Lime. Mm-hmm. It's spelled L Y M 
Peony, Potlimpny. Is that um, well? That, that that says Wales to me. Is that Wales? It's in Kent. Kent. Okay. It's in it's it's in a farm and Roman spa. So it's a Roman port. I think it's Port Lim is okay. how you meant to pronounce it. Um, it's wonderful. It's a sort of a safari park with accommodation on site in this big old oh. big old castle like estate in the grounds of a big country estate. Mm. Um, it's a little bit spenny. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, but um. These things are For now, me, like... They are. Yeah. It's cheaper to go abroad. Yeah. But then, obviously, you've got the whole guilt about your carbon footprint. <laughs> um, God, you just can't win. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, we went for Max's birthday, and that kind of had some vibes. We were staying in the wonderful Wolf Lodge, and D- Dylan and I are both wearing our beautiful wolf jumpers today. We are. Um, twinning. <laughs> um um, we, we stayed in Wolf Lodge, so basically our our lodge was the old gatehouse that is actually now part of the wolf enclosure. So it's really cool, the wolves kind of come up to your window and see you and stuff, that was really cute. That's amazing. So we did have all the romance, but then we also had a safari with a ranger, and importantly, Netflix. Mm. I think, yeah, so, so context people who don't remember... Miranda and Steve's, like, at Steve's behest, I think, isn't it? They Mm -hmm. go to, like, just a cabin in the middle. It seems like it's a cabin in the middle of nowhere. Although at one point Miranda says she's getting ice. So maybe it's part of, like, a sort of camping cabin complex. complex. But there's nothing there. In in the next cabin over is actually the cabin where those kids are watching the ring video. (laughs) But they didn't get that one. And the cabin after that is Aiden's cabin. (laughs) Cabin with the squirrel. And the one next to that is Cabin in the Woods from the film Cabin in the Woods. They're just all in one place. (laughs) Um, And yeah, Miranda doesn't have a good time. There's no TV, no... And I guess Wi-Fi was wi- Wi-Fi wasn't really a thing back then. Wi-Fi wasn't really a thing, no. Yeah. But there wouldn't be Wi-Fi. If it was now, it would be there's yeah. no Wi-Fi and there's no 5G. Um, yeah, so she's Miranda struggling. There would, I find it hard to believe any sort of holiday home wouldn't have a television. I find a li- little bit of a stretch. Unless it was um, like, well, now that might be the case, but it would it would stipulate, it would be like, this is where you come to like switch. Yeah. That would be, it's like USP, wouldn't it? Like Some you know, people have, like that. Yeah. Some people want that complete digital detox. Miranda and Juno Dawson are not those people. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I did lol at the bath scene where Steve decides he wants to wash Miranda's hair. <laughs> and um, she's just sitting why? there like she's just like wincing <laughs> as, as it's mm. happening uh steve's bum klaxon steve's bum multiple looking. times his bum is all over this episode lovely yeah. um i wrote down one thing i really like about miranda that we already knew about her but this really highlighted it um one of the best things about her character is she's so cynical and so intelligent but she it's like you were saying earlier about watching Love Island. Like she loves her trash. Like she mm-hmm. loves. To, she likes. She unapologetically loves Jules and Mimi. She likes her tattletale. She needs a TV. Like relatable. She is a modern woman. <laughs> wants it all. Um. While while we're with Miranda, and we'll we'll segue nicely to Brady, who yeah. has been left with Charlotte and Harry. Um, <laughs> yeah. Not not an awful lot for Charlotte and Harry to do this week. But the whole thing is worth it for Harry Goldenblatt's line. It's too late. He just said sex is dirty. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, yeah. So Brady Brady sees them having sex, doesn't he? And Charlotte freaks out. Um, Which does beg the question, why were they having sex in front of a baby? 
but like with the baby in the room, yeah, I don't know. I don't think it, I don't think I would so much be worried about the baby because I think Miranda's no. right. I don't think they give a shit. But I think I wouldn't be able to concentrate with the baby that right. That would be. The I thing. once really struggled <laughs> to do it while a dog was watching me. <laughs> Um, can can we please have this from our from our baby having listeners? Yes, actually, yeah. Can you perform sexually with an infant in the room? We're not going to report you to anyone. We're just genuinely curious because a lot of cribs are kept in bedrooms for like really obvious keeping an eye on your baby reasons. Yeah. yeah. Um, so please, th- th- we're not trying. This is not like Project Peter Trap. We just <laughs> want to know. Like, what do you do? Because actually it's so important for parents to retain themselves and to maintain their natural libido and sexuality. I've, I, don't, I don't know. I've never had a baby. So, like, how do, you, how do you factor in your sex life around your baby? I did really like the writing in this episode. I thought it really mm-hmm. zinged, actually. Um, and was, like, really, as you said, nuanced. Um, I loved it when Miranda... It just showed Miranda's privilege a little bit when she was, like... Four days is a long time to Steve. And he was like, actually, it isn't, but it's all I had off from work. And she's like, oh, like, that didn't even occur to me. Um, So, yeah, nice little line. Although Steve is now the owner of a bar, he can set his own out. (laughs) That's a good point. He's not a bartender anymore. I think Steve was possibly laying it on a little bit. He now owns, like, a bougie small place bar. He's (laughs) self-employed. Yeah, he can set his Miranda, if anyone. It's presumably Miranda who would struggle to get four days off. What's it called again, the bar? Hobbs Knob. Scout. Scout. (laughs) What did you call it? Hobbs Knob. (laughs) Hobbs. Is that what his little weird... Um, where where does he end up? Kearney Island, wasn't it? His yeah, dog thing in Kearney Island. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that just brings us to another storyline I actually really enjoyed, yeah. which is Samantha very pragmatically dealing with her breast cancer. Yeah. In a world which doesn't have a national health service, mm. we too would be camping out outside an oncologist. Quite chilling, actually, isn't it? Yeah, and whenever, like, I mean, obviously our health service has its issues, who anyone who anyone in the UK listening will know, and we don't need to even explain. No. Um, but whenever it pops up on American TV in, like, a significant way, I'm just like, fucking hell. Like, Jesus. <laughs> mm. um, scary stuff. It is. I mean, it, it sort of beggars belief. Yeah. That kind of Samantha and her friend, the nun... Um, who I recently saw in something else and it's really bugging me. I can't remember what else it was I saw her in. So I looked her up because I was the same. Her name yeah. is... Yeah, oh, what was it? Julia Sweeney. She's in American Gods. Um, She's in Stuart Little. She's in Frasier. She's been in, like, everything. She's one of those. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's so. it. I saw her in Frasier. Max and I were re-watching Frasier. That's what I knew her from, um, yes. It's really good, right, Frasier? Yeah. I, I don't want to watch the new ones. No, no. I think... I was all about Niles and Daphne, basically. So I'm not interested in the reboot. But anyway. Um, yeah, so Nun and Samantha are waiting in an oncologist's office on the off chance that she might have availability. Like, crazy. That's but To be fair, I guess not- she is supposed to be like the most in-demand person, isn't she, this doctor? Yeah. Um, I did love Samantha telling the male doctor, you were lucky to touch my breast. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Before I'm... fleeing his office with her breasts out, which I thought was a baller move as well. <laughs> I'm going to find a hot woman doctor who understands what this, this is all about. It's about. 
Um, and so, yeah, so she goes to... I also really loved the sassy receptionist as well. She had the same, ex- a very similar vibes to the woman at Raw who Samantha's yes. competing with for Smith. Well, I thought they were the same <laughs> so woman, but I. they're not, are they? They're not the same woman. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> no. Um, but I liked her an awful lot. And she's like the gatekeeper of the oncologist. And yeah, I, I love that in the end, it's Smith Jared that gets her through the door. Now, this is not right. Again, healthcare should be universal mm. and available to all people, not just very wealthy white women who happen to be dating celebrities. Film stars, yeah, I mean, yeah, like this. This is that that solution, while amusing, um, <laughs> doesn't doesn't really address the huge systemic issues with American healthcare. But again, I'm not sure we're going to fix that this week on the podcast. <laughs> we can. I think we can. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Right, here we go. Rolls up sleeves. Um, I did like the women helping women. I liked that Samantha was like, only if my friend can get an appointment as well. And got the yeah. nun an appointment as well. She pimps out. She pimps out Smith. Yeah. For, for the nun. Yeah. Um, both of her looks, both times she goes in, are incredible. Um, the, what, red... the nun or Samantha? <laughs> well, the nun as well. Um, yeah. the, um, Samantha's like, it was like a sort of both wide shoulder padded mm-hmm. affairs each time she goes in. Right. I like I like the nun's line about what was I going to do, wear a big tumour on my head. And I was like, <laughs> try that next time. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Interesting. Um, Samantha had one of the lines in this episode that has aged the worst of any line in Sex in the City where she's like, where her and Smith are at the party at the end, and she's like, you should stay, Harvey Weinstein's here. <laughs> oh my God, I completely, I must have been playing on my phone or something. Wow, I could, that one completely went over my head. It was one of those, oh, wow. oh jump yeah. scare moments. <laughs> yeah. Um, <coughs> although, yeah, I suppose Smith would have been at peak Weinstein Hollywood domination, wouldn't he? Yes. Mm, gross. Um, Mick Jagger gets a shout out as well In this version, on the version that I had She does get backstage to blow him And I think in the TV version It was edited for television And she was like, I got backstage and I met him I once saw a really badly dubbed version of that line Oh no the word blue. I'd, And I always wondered about that I was like, that's weird um, Maybe it's on the DVD version or something But anyway, on Now TV I'm pleased to say that she does still get to blur Mick Jagger Yeah, and on Sky so and that's quite brilliant. Great <laughs> um, fantastic. So to answer this week's question, why do we keep shudding on ourselves? So it's Carrie saying, why do we keep doing things just because we feel like we should? Whether that be like having a baby, staying in a relationship, whatever, right? Oh, it's a really difficult question to answer because the older you get, the more complicated it gets, you know, the fact is, like, I'm not planning on leaving Max anytime soon, but leaving Max would be so hard now. You know, we have a house together, we're married, you know. It's it's not quite as easy as it was when I was in my 20s. And I think possibly that's something that Carrie doesn't really address with her question, which is, as you get older, things do just do get more complicated. The question about, will I have children, is quite an easy one in your 20s, because you can kind of kick it down kick it into the long grass. Mm. And so the shudding 
the shoulding gets harder because we just can't be quite as free and easy as we were in our 20s. Mm. Things, things just get harder to walk away from, I think. So I think the reason we're shoulding over ourselves is because we are slightly more weighed down than we once were, perhaps. Yeah, and um, particularly since uh, the early noughties when this episode came out, probably, in general. Mm. Things are more difficult, aren't they? The world is a more difficult place for a multitude of reasons. Well, exactly. I mean, I was was watching, again, back to my TikTok, um, I was watching about lovely TikToks about poor kids lining up to view flats in Sydney, you know, because, you know, there, there is such a problem, there's such a shortage of rental properties in Sydney that, you know, you turn up and there's like 75 people lining up to see one sad flat. The same, same situation in Dublin as well, where there are just not nearly enough flats. So even if you are in your 20s and renting a flat with your boyfriend, you know, the phrase, should I leave my boyfriend, gets much more complicated because where are you going to live? You know, mm. it's... it's you know, we, we should, we, you know, our life circumstances kind of dictate all kinds of shoulds. Mm. Do join us next week when um, Petrovsky starts battering mice with frying pans <laughs> and um, and we get underway with Samantha's chemotherapy. Yes. Um, until then, stay safe and we will speak to you next week. Bye! Bye. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.